0: so uh, my wildest craziest 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 Craziest,
1: unfortunate biggest
2: my entrepreneurship show really starts with
1: fire it was a conversation with an investor i was arrested in waikiki (laughs) beach
3: like literally no one turned up to work bawling and wailing my eyes off right
0: i walked into the farm gate and the first thing i saw was like swat team (laughs) So
4: there is a lot of content out there today about entrepreneurship, right? From how-to videos to how to, you know, raise investors, start something, success stories or like, quote-unquote, failures. But I honestly think they are either too clean, too fluffy or just too boring. Think about it. An entrepreneur's journey only just started after they can bring capital behind an idea. But we cheer about this company raising $10 million, the other company successfully closing a round with this Silicon Valley VC. In my head, it's like, so what?
5: Locked okay, we rewind a bit. La. Yeah. So the, I think we were them stupid la, because mm. last time we thought that for a startup to be successful, right? You need to raise money. Mm, yeah, mm, it's the mm, shittiest mm. piece of advice that I ever got. Mm, yeah. Mm. So, so, Where do you get this advice from? Well, I can't remember. Leh. Like everyone. Mm-mm.
4: Everybody was talking about raising yeah. money, right? I see a yeah. lot of incubators putting, you know, like how much we raise on the board, how much we raise on the board. It's it's a thing. It, it's yeah. not, It's not about how much the business have grown, how much GMV we have, but it's really about how much we raise. So mm. that was a central theme for a period of time. Mm. Yeah, so I don't blame
5: you. Yeah, and then um, thinking back, right? You know, when you congratulate a startup for raising money, uh, it's like going to the chef and say, "Hey, congrats, man! You got the ingredients." <laughs> <laughs> I haven't oh. done shit, eh. <laughs> that, 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 That's true. That's true. I haven't done Jack shit, eh. mm, mm, Okay. Mm, mm. So, right. Our, our mindset. Our <laughs> okay. We need to raise money, man. Mm. Okay. Mm. Um, so, how we're going to do that is we're going to have, uh, we're going to need an idea. Mm. Just have a damn good idea first. Good is relative, lah. Okay. Mm. So, we convince people that this idea will work. And then... We pivot, 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 pivot. Wow, this word is uh, very popular at uh, pivot. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Loud. Even a uh, basketball player don't pivot that much in a basketball game. Uh. You know, like so 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 they, so what we did was um we 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 got to know these amazing guys. Okay, so they were our angel investors, uh. They are amazing. So welcome to our entrepreneur shit show where
4: we bring on founders, co-founders, and everyone else in between that's crazy enough to join the founding team. Where every day the question is, how are? Uh? My name is Reggie, and on this series, I aim to create a safe space for entrepreneurs to come in to talk about their deepest, darkest episodes. Think about it: entrepreneurs go through all these little, little shit, from founder disputes, which you know it's a little bit classic these days, to investors burning bridges, media backlash, customers, you know, rampaging you on reviews, and what have you not?
6: You plan as much as you can, uh, uh, and you know, shit still happens. And when shit happens, you really just need to just wing it, lah, right? Because there's nothing else you can do already at that mm. point, right? So, how do you make sure that you still let the event run properly, mm. uh, as much as properly as it can, given the disaster of the situation? And don't just disappear, lah? You know, the worst would be like, oh shit, There's nothing to do with me, you know, and I just disappear and it'll never turn up again, right? So, mm. uh, being responsible for, for that, I think, uh, is, especially on the ground, mm. uh, being responsible for the team, being responsible to the people that actually. Uh, signed up to come for the event
4: yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and it's, a, it's a huge event yeah I mean right?
6: 15,000 is a huge yeah.
4: and every, uh, everybody kind of knows this event is <laughs> it okay to name drop the event
6: uh, yeah I mean it was uh, so I'm co-founder of the uh, Infim- infamous uh, YOLO run right mm-hmm. uh, 2017 had a lot of uh, negative backlash a lot mm-hmm. of uh um, uh, daily papers were actually even talking about it. Uh, you know, I they were trying to call me for for uh, interview for a quote and whatever. And you know, the a lot of online. Uh, uh, publications, uh, mothership—you know—I don't know—I can't. All of them, like Yeah, they were also uh, talking about how how this was the worst run event of the year. Mm-hmm. Everyone, it was so well anticipated, uh, but it was uh, it was really badly run, right? Uh, yeah. So I mean, uh, the route was short. Uh, the water points were insufficient. Not enough cups. Um, Baggage collection was long. Some people claimed they lost items because the baggage wasn't well uh, arranged. Um, yeah, security queue was long. You know, if you went out, it took you forever to come back in. So because of all of this, uh, it started late. It didn't start on time. Yeah. So everything, one thing snowballed to the next. You, I mean, with events, if you don't follow on the clock on the dot, and um, not enough allowance, uh, there is enough allowance given, but even then, allowance was not enough to to cover for all the. Uh, bad things that happened, right? So yeah, so it was terrible. It was really terrible. I mean, I look back on it uh, and I cringe, right?
4: So every entrepreneur have these. So as you join me and my fellow entrepreneurs on this honest recount of their journey, I hope you find resonance. I hope you learn some great tips. And I want you to know that you are not alone. Right. right. And then when you broke up with them, what ha- what happened
7: for you? Oh, I mean... <sighs> It was very difficult for me. Yeah. It was a period, it took me about six months to really get myself back up and uh, get over the emotional um, pieces that sort of fell apart during, during that, that time. Um, so I, I spent six months kind of recovering to be honest. Um, yeah, I was I was kind of a bit in the in the pits. How um, did that feel? Well, y- you start to really question yourself, you know, and there's a lot of um, self doubt that creeps in. You know, why did this happen? What did I do wrong? Is this is this how it's going to be? Like, why can't? Pe- I get along with people, so there's a lot of self-doubt that creeps in, and then there's a lot of blame game that you know you blame someone else for the situation. You know, why didn't this person do this? Why didn't that person? And you know, then you start to blame people, and and when you start to blame other people for situations that are completely your own doing, because <laughs> ultimately everything is in a way, all, you know, we're responsible for for everything that happens, right? And so I think there was a lot of blame game in my head. And by the way, this is all this psychological monkey mind just yammering on. And, 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 um, and, and the thing is like after that, I didn't really have something that I jumped into. So I had time to, to really, and that's probably not the best thing. If, if, you, if you come up, it's, it's like a relationship. So
4: yes, I'm a serial field entrepreneur myself and many of my friends that decided to come on the show with me today, um, they also fail a lot of times. I mean, look at the battle scars here, don't really have a lot of hair, but a lot of stories to share, right? So as you join us on this journey, I want you to know that many entrepreneurs don't actually have a place to share their real stories. And that's why we are here. We want to build this platform for people to come on and actually share what is going on with their lives, right? Because if you think about it, they don't really dare to tell their investors, right? Um, You just invested a million dollar with me. Every week, I come and tell you my problems.
6: Hmm,
4: How do you feel? Neither do you really dare to tell your team. Um, As much as the whole team morale thing can be a little fluffy, reality is there is still some sort of, you know, truth to it and you cannot tell your customers right they're the ones giving you most of the problems (laughs) and if you try to tell your family they don't really understand reality is at best they will tell you to like you know things will get better you will feel better um the other spectrum will be you know they grab a seat you know cushy cushy sit down with you and they'll be like you know maybe you should quit lah So actually they love you They want you to do well But the reality is You just quit your job And you quit not to quit again
0: So I graduated from aerospace engineering I barely scraped through um, Because to be honest I don't think I was good at it uh, And I wasn't really interested in it fully When I came back to Singapore I I started a cafe Um, Again wasn't really part of the plan I was just helping them out Because they were like They really needed help um, and so my family was Extremely, extremely pissed off Yeah Because my sisters, my mum They funded my university It wasn't cheap um, My mum said Why, What are you doing? You are I, You are an engineer And you are Now a coffee boy Exact uh, words yeah. Oh, yeah You're a coffee boy like, You're not earning a salary um, and, and, and I worked really hard. Uh, I was doing like 20 hour days, and I would come home and collapse. Like literally, there was one day I, I, I literally like came home, dropped my bag, stumbled to the living room, like just lay on the, the, on the, on the towels on the floor. And then I passed out, like I fell asleep. Like that was how tired I was every day. And then she was like, why are you working so hard? You know, see if you have a proper job, corporate job, uh, engineer, as an engineer, you wouldn't be so tired. And and my sister was who funded most of it, she was um, just giving me shit because like, she came from a corporate background, and for her, whatever I was doing was very was just being irresponsible. I was a young, I was the youngest, I am the youngest in the family, so it was just you being a young, irresponsible kid, wasting our family's money, wasting all the time and energy that we put in to, to save for you to study. It was just a lot of that noise. Uh, and, and I completely understood how they felt. And I don't blame them for it. Uh, it was just difficult to do what I, want, I wanted to do during that, those few years. Yeah.
4: yeah. So as I filmed this series, I think there were many great nuggets. And you will enjoy them as we go along. But today, I just want to take a special note on this one thing, which is about identity. I think a lot of people, when they look at business people, they'll be like, business is not good. Then just close. Lah. And it kind of assumes that business and the person are separate. But through this series, I've realized that actually a lot of times the business is but an extension of their personal identity, right? So it becomes very emotional. It becomes very like, this is me. It's part of me. And it's very hard, right? Because they put in their blood, sweat, tears, everything, right? So it is It is like, it is like your beliefs, your experiences, your thoughts, your resources, everything into it. It's very, very hard to call it quits, but I'm not saying it's healthy.
3: I I struggled with that thought because I'm the one that's behind the kitchen. I mean, I am the chef. So I, one day, I just felt very, um, very um, how do I say this? Reluctant to cook meat, to work with meat anymore. So that 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 changed a lot, and yeah. And then I decided to I, I I thought I could push it back. That that feeling of, you know, of of, of not wanting to cook um, meat anymore. But then as I, you know, work with meat like and stuff like that, I just I couldn't anymore. And I know have a business business point of view, it's, you know, bad <laughs> because and, and the strange thing is, right, you know, you know chicken wings, right? I, I, since the day we started, right, I never, never um, uh, cooked chicken wings because I believe in the holistic. That means if I were to cook chicken, I'll use every single bit of it, mm. not just the wing. Mm. But that is who I am as a person, mm. you know, from the start, you know. So that I refuse to kind of like, and people always say buffalo wings will make you a lot of money because people sit down and just, you just know, eat and, just eat and just and eat your yes. munch and stuff with your whatever and stuff. So... Yeah, so a lot of after that, a lot of um, things shifted, mm. and it's hard because, like you said just now, right? It's everything changes then because my pulled beef and cauliflower mash was my favorite. It was not my favorite was like the best customers. Seller, yes. yes, correct. Mm. You know, there's my salted egg calamari and French fries was also the best seller So a lot of things. It's yeah, like
4: what's next? Right? Yeah. So then, with that, you know the. You decided to wind down the whole thing.
3: Um, there how, how
4: was it? Like it was okay. a thriving business, right? From yep. from what I gather, yep. you know, all your food bloggers coming. <laughs> no, know, it's not all food bloggers, like, right. you know, some, food bloggers. Yeah, some food bloggers, right? And <laughs> yeah. then there's a loyal following. People, yeah. you know, I mean, their favorite dishes. Things are doing yeah. fine. You know, and you're so busy. And then, how um, did it feel when you when you ended it?
3: I felt that I kind of like let down a lot of people first like for example the customers um the customers um, let down a few of you know um, my partners for example the people that has been that has helped build builder so ah sorry it's harder no no no, it's okay it's okay yeah Yeah, so yep So, but, but, wait, I need to calm down. Yes,
4: yes, yes. We calm down, we calm down. Come. Yeah,
3: sorry, 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 yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Oh, it's good, it's good. It's no, cool. I don't, I'm, I'm supposed, I, I play rugby, you know, and I, I play context for it. You know, but you are human. <laughs> that's true, that's
4: true. You're human, you have emotions, <laughs> there are bad days, and sometimes these things, they stay around. Yep. Because we don't talk about it. But mm-hmm. the more we talk about it, <clears> the, <throat> the more we work through. Yep these
3: things right i yeah. feel like i feel like i'm counseling. Wow. <laughs>
4: no, not counseling, I'm not counseling. <clears throat> yeah. so many crazy things happen as you can tell you can never be too prepared but as the saying goes if not me then who if not now then when so are you gonna start now i don't know it's your call but it's never too late neither is it ever too early some of my friends do start a little later and a little bit cause of concern, but the reality is statistically, it does say that older entrepreneurs have a higher success rate, but, you know, they got, they got other concerns.
7: Well, truth be told, I, I feel my entrepreneurship journey is just starting. That's, that's how I feel. And the reason for that is I, I started building companies much later in life. You know, generally when you when you talk to entrepreneurs, you hear the success stories. Generally, it's like someone started a company at eighteen, became a billionaire. Someone started a company at twenty-three. So there's like a lot of these amazing stories of successes, uh, of people striking out on their own and building something. But I I feel that moment hasn't quite come for me yet. I feel that moment is still to come. Uh, so so there,
4: how old are you? Just kind of give us. A- an understanding, like when you say late, yeah
7: what Well, is that? I'm I'm forty. Oh, okay. You don't look forty. Yeah, I well, look forty. <laughs> 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 Wait, okay. No, well, you, you look young. Okay. But um, I you know I Draper Startup House uh, or the Time Tribe Theory. It was something I started when I was thirty eight uh, or thirty seven or th- yeah, thirty eight, which is pretty late to be starting a company. Um, at least that's what appears. But if you look at the statistics and the data, you'll see that most companies in the world have been started usually by people around you know, 40ish, yeah. 40 plus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and I think that makes a lot of sense for me now, now that I understand what kind of person I am mm. and what kind of things I like to do and not do. Uh, and the experiences I've had, it makes perfect sense that this is actually a really good time to start a business.
4: Yeah. So regardless of how old you are, how much money you have, how much experience you have, I really think that if you have that little spark in you, you have this idea that you cannot sleep, you have this shower idea. Yeah, some say shower ideas are one of the best. Or when you're talking to your friends, then you have this spark. I will cheer you on. Other than if you decide to start a cafe lah. Better don't, huh? okay? But (laughs) the reality is, you know, entrepreneurship is tough, but you are not alone. And these days, uh, things are a lot easier. I think there are a lot of platforms that have been created to help you. That does not mean it's easy. You still have to decide what is your bottom line, how much are you going to put in, how much energy, how much capital, how much time are you going to give. Please don't give one year, okay? One year, I think not enough. Two to three years at the very least. Ultimately, it is not easy to draw the line, but you have to. And in any case... At the end of the day, I always want to know why my entrepreneurs, you know, my fellow entrepreneurs, they still do it after going through so, so much. Uh,
2: why do I still do what I do? I think for me, the answer is it still goes back to the freedom that I have. It goes back to the fact that I can do all of these things. Uh, I am not bogged down by anything. Like, uh, I'm not bogged down by the fact that i have a job i'm not bogged down by like you know having to answer to my boss and all these sort of things so i feel like it's freedom at the end for me um, it's freedom to pursue the things i want to do the interests that i have uh, the projects that i want it's just being able to um explore all these different things that's just really important to me also uh, curiosity and all that jazz lah. so that, that 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 was important lah. i think freedom is why i continue doing what i do uh, I have reflected on life, saying, "Hey, you know, what if this? What if that? What if this? What if that?" Uh, and most of the time, I think the only advantage any other path might have over what I do now and what I have chosen now would really just be financial. Uh, but then again, I'm not in a very bad financial position, so yeah, it's not. There's no need to. There's no need to so. so there's only enough money in the world. La. There's only X amount of money that you can have. La. So uh, it wasn't important for me to say, hey, you know, I should have done that. I would have a million dollars more, like...
4: So I welcome you to a little safe space. Be open-minded, be gracious. There is no one way to do it and you will face all sorts of weird shits. Truth. Some of you may have your factory burned down, may decide to become a vegan after running a highly successful halal restaurant, may have 16,000 people outside the toilet waiting for you to start the race, And what have you? Founder disputes, investors backstabbing you, all sorts of weird stuff. Or you may just pick up a book and everything will change. Whatever it is, I think it is worth it. Be an entrepreneur, do what you need to do and welcome to Entrepreneur Shit Show.
1: So we asked him that, you know, so uh, can you give us an example, you know, what are the ways you know, that's why we need you, right, that's why we always say, that's why we need you to give us advice because we can only think about this you know, we don't know other methods. So he basically said that, well, you know, one example I can share with you is that one of the companies that I know that is in the similar field, basically what they do is that um, they do, uh, they basically take some special photo of the influencer and um, make sure that they won't be heading to some other place, which is threaten them in a way. So you know that special photos that he referring to so in Like nips, Yeah, in a way, lah. Yeah. Oh. I I think I don't. Although he said that, I mean, naked photo in a way. But I think, uh, I think that's just it, lah. Because I saw similar news before as well. So that's why that moment I was um a bit shocked. So I'm I shocked, was I'm
2: shocked.
1: yeah. So <laughs> the first thing that I react. Um, I didn't t- think too much. I just asked that. Isn't that illegal? You mm. know, that's the first thing that I said. Mm-mm,
4: Singaporean. Yeah, very <laughs>
1: Singaporean. Said, that's why my investor <laughs> keeps saying that you you yeah, are very Singaporean <laughs> no.